Happy New Year. So glad you found time to join us today. If this is your first time, we certainly hope it's not your last time. And we'd invite you to click on the digital connection card up here in the corner and just let us know who you are. And maybe there's a prayer request you might have or a question we might be able to answer. But just so grateful that you've found time to be with us today. And if this is your spiritual home, we say Happy New Year to you also and are grateful that you've found time to be with us. What a crazy week it's been. Uh, Last week, we all were excited about gathering on Christmas Eve, and then the storm came through, uh, but it totally uh, created a whole new opportunity, and grateful that people are safe, and I pray that your time with your family was blessed and that people traveled safely and weren't too caught up in the cancellations for airplanes and all sorts of other things that just the crazy stories that are coming out about strangers renting uh, cars to drive 12 hours to get someplace or even saw a story about a, a basketball coach that heard that four young men were stranded over the last week and he uh, rescued them and so they could play in a tournament uh, out on the west coast but it's those kinds of opportunities where uh, even when the weather comes at us in a new way where we get creative and we can bless our neighbors in all sorts of amazing ways Thanks to technology, I'm going to tap into what we call the Wayback Machine. I'm going to go back to January of 2021, where I shared a message about uh, uh, New Year, but uh, old wisdom, where, yes, things are new, and as we began today, literally, is January 1, but thinking about the timeless nature of Scripture and how we can be encouraged by looking at God's Word, particularly the book of Proverbs, and some insight we can gather there as we think about uh, what this next year will bring. As we think about that, we've been studying the book of Proverbs here in the space on Thursday afternoons and just some timeless wisdom there that I think will be an encouragement. We are in the season of Epiphany as we celebrate the coming of the wise men to visit the baby Jesus. And as we think about that one more time, may we encounter Jesus in a fresh new way. So last year didn't turn out as you hoped. Things took a turn, a bump, a darkened sky. And at times it may have seemed there was no hope. But here's the good news. Our God is the God of fresh starts. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Our God brings new mercies, new compassions, not just once a year, not just when things are bad, but every single morning. This year has been tough. And for many of us, things will never be the same. But we are here, breathing, maybe smiling, or crying, or shouting, or laughing. But we are here feeling, maybe fighting, or cheering, 
or seeking or grieving, but we are here, living. And we are not alone. Our God is here. Our God is with us. And our God is the God of new creations. I know for some of us, this last year has been probably the hardest year of our, our lives. And, and maybe you were just ready for it all to be over. Uh, but by the grace of God, we've made it through it. And, and here we are today together. And so I want to celebrate some wins of last year. I mean, thinking about all the things we had to learn how to do, all the hard stuff. And yeah, at the same time, I also want us to focus on what it is that we can do in the days ahead in this new year of 2021. But I think back over the past year and I think about just the many new things that we, we tried together. Uh, one, this platform of moving our church experience to online, who would have thought? Uh, a year ago, I had no idea. It wasn't in my date to timer and my goals for 2020 to uh, move our church to an online platform. And, and so grateful for the technology that makes us available and a little bit of a learning curve for me, but just grateful that we've been able to connect not only here locally, but also it, it's added a great opportunity to, to welcome our friends uh, in St. Louis and in uh, places like uh, Southern California, where I know some folks are watching, and even some friends that are as far away as Lima, Peru. But just the beauty of what this means for us as a church and as we think about how we can leverage this in the days and in the months and the, in the year ahead. And so we want to celebrate, too, the good work we did uh, through our partnership with Love, Inc. Uh, some 60 families were impacted because of your generosity of either time and talents or even treasures as we were able to acquire slightly used and in some cases new kitchenware to share with people in our community that are in need. And just grateful that we can participate with, with Love, Inc. in that way. And then even those of you that participated as we decided to reach out and support our local community through the, uh, the Richland Gives COVID-19 response back in, in April and the good work that we were able to do through that. And then opening our building for Narcotics Anonymous and for Alcoholics Anonymous and to offering a safe, socially distant space and grateful that we can do that. And then thinking about even the service work that Lynn Feldman and her team led as we uh, worked at St. Luke's and met the needs of those in our community, those people in our community that needed just that extra help. But with all that, uh, we've done some amazing things and, and we want to celebrate those, but then we want to think about, okay, how do we lean into this new year? And what is it that in this uh, new year and this new month, if you will, and the new day that it is that God has some plans and some purposes for us that we can't even begin to imagine because, right, none of us had, could imagine what we leaned into in 2020. And so I've entitled this message, A New Year But Old Wisdom. So as we look at this 2021 right here with us as we celebrate this third day, we also want to be reminded of just the fact that, that God goes before us. And as I've tried to encourage us through this season, that there's a plan he has for our, our lives. As we start this year, I believe that this could be one of the best years yet of our lives. And that what we've learned in the last 12 months and building on that is that it, it, this much I know it's not going to happen by accident and that it's not going to happen by chance or by luck. The only way this is really going to happen is if, if we make a, a focused attempt, if you will. Because you see, I think there's still many of us, not just you here with me, but in our communities that 
we just aren't seeing life in a clear or focused kind of way. I think for some of us, um, life may be even a little blurry. I'm reminded that every time I put my glasses on, I've got double bifocals, actually triple bifocals, I think they are, and they're progressive. And so I just know without them, I'm, I'm toast. Uh, and, and so how important they are when I put them on, it gives focus to where I want to go and the things I want to do and how, what I want to accomplish with my day. Today, I, I want to spend a few minutes uh, trying to give us a different perspective, focusing like my glasses help me focus uh, through uh, a way to see life in a whole new way. I'm guessing back when we went to movie theaters, many of us had been to 3D movies, right? And you remember that when you went to the theater in order to really take advantage of it, they gave you glasses and the only way the movie made any sense is when you put those glasses on. So all of a sudden what was blurry on the screen in front of you became very clear and had, it almost took on a real life. I can remember seeing uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids uh, in 3D and how crazy that movie was uh, with things jumping out at us. And I, my, my hope and plan as we lean into this year is to see how God will work through us in this new season. Because you see, the reality is that God has given us a similar kind of filter to look through, a similar kind of lens, if you will, and to see life clearly. It's a lens through which we can see ourselves and we can see the world around us. And when you begin to look through this lens, life starts to come into focus in a whole new way. And the name of that lens, if you will, is, or the grid through which we can look is this word wisdom. Now, when I think of wisdom, I think of uh, the great stories that we all know, right? I think of Lord of the Rings and Gandalf the Grey and, and the wisdom that he brings uh, through that, that story. Or in the Marvel Universe, the Avengers uh, world of Doctor Strange, uh, there's a, a bald woman there who's called the Ancient One. Or we think of Star Wars, right? Uh, for Yoda, uh, this uh, sage, if you will, that he is. Maybe if when we think about wisdom, these are the things you think of. But what I want to look at this morning, the, re the reality is, is that the biblical picture of wisdom is far different from what most of us see. Um, if you have a Bible, we're going to jump into the book of Proverbs. It's about in the middle. I love this book because even though uh, we're in a new year, this book is filled with so much wisdom on how we can live today. And most of the book was written by this guy by the name of King Solomon, who is known as the, the wisest person ever to have lived. And if you look in chapter one of the book of Proverbs, you'll see he writes out there in the first three verses the purpose of this book. And he says what? These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach each person wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right just and fair. So imagine if you would, what would happen if every one of us lived a life of wisdom? I mean, imagine what our church would be like. Imagine what this community would be like. And imagine if people lived disciplined and successful lives. Imagine what even the world would be like if people that, who, who were out there in the world made choices, if everyone made choices that were always right, were always just, and were always fair. This is what happens when people live a life that is marked by this word of wisdom. So what is wisdom? Well, I'm going to give you a simple definition. The big idea is simply this. Wisdom is seeing life clearly through the lens of Scripture. Uh, you knew I was probably going to go back there, right? Because I just really think that it's the walking, uh, faithfully reading the Word of God on a daily basis that gives us all sorts of wisdom on how to live our lives each day. Like my glasses give me clarity to see, 
Uh, so the book of, of Proverbs, and not just the book of Proverbs, but all of Scripture, gives us a life that uh, has greater focus and greater clarity. And so wisdom is sort of like gravity, if you will. It's an invisible force that's at work in the universe. It's everywhere. And even though we can't see it, we can feel the effects of it when people use wisdom. And I would suggest that based on, on just how Scripture talks about wisdom, that it's something that's actually woven into the very fabric of, of just how creation works in the universe. And it has to do with the fact that we live in a, in a universe that's full of cause and effect. There's not chaos. God is in charge. It reflects his character and his order. And it's because there is this moral code of right and wrong. Now, I, I want to clarify, I'm not talking about sort of the impersonal uh, force that we find in Star Wars. That's a whole other thing. You know, may the force be with you. Uh, what I'm talking about is this deep-centered understanding that's based on the character of God himself. And it's been around for a long time. And so I think there's some wisdom as we lean into this new year that I just want to suggest that we, we champion together the reading of God's word and then understand how we can apply it. But going on here, Proverbs chapter 2, the writer says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver, the writer says. Seek them like their hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So from this passage, there's, there's five important truths I just want to underscore here real quickly. I want you to look at the, so that we so that we can better understand what wisdom is. First of all, where does wisdom come from? Well, wisdom comes from God. In verse 6, he says, the Lord grants wisdom. So we have that understanding. When, when we begin tapping into God's word, into his wisdom, and then all of a sudden we can make good choices and wise choices. We, we're tapping into something that God's created and how life is supposed to work. And at the same time, I want to say, too, that wisdom is not the same as knowledge. We can have all sorts of head knowledge, and we can be the smartest person in the room. But if we don't have wisdom, uh, and so I guess wisdom, I would have to say, is more like the application of knowledge. It's sort of what I said last week, that uh, how Margaret Myers shared that we need to trust that God's in charge. And the wisdom of, of a life well-lived, of knowing that, that there will be difficulties, but if we're faithful in trusting who God is, he will show up and he will help us grow into being the people that he wants us to be. At the same time, wisdom is practical. It's not some kind of mystical force. It's, so I don't want you to think Yoda or Gandalf. It's, it's incredibly practical, and it's something that can be applied in every area of our life. And so even though the book of Proverbs, as we're looking at this morning, was written a long time ago, there's all sorts of wisdom in this book on how we can live our life each day. Here's three examples from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 20, verse 19, a gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. Or how about Proverbs 25, 17, don't visit your neighbors too often or you will wear out your welcome. Hmm. Or how about this one? This has got kind of an interesting one. Didn't think you'd hear this one this morning. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats their folly. Now, I know a dog getting sick probably isn't something you thought we'd be talking about this morning. But we know that dogs do gross things, right? They repeat some of these mistakes like a fool does to repeat their folly, the writer says. So wisdom says, don't live like that. Wisdom also says, don't gossip and don't pester your neighbors. So as you read the scriptures you find all sorts of practical wisdom on how to live our lives. And then the fourth point here is that wisdom is something that has to be pursued. I mean, go back to chapter 2 here where 
you know, what are the words that he used to describe how we should approach them, how, how we should approach wisdom, listen, treasure, tune in, concentrate, cry out, search for, seek. So do these words describe your current approach to wisdom or does something need to change? And so this passage is saying that we need to pursue wisdom with all that we're about. And then finally, the reason we want to do that is this fifth aspect of wisdom, which is having wisdom has huge benefits. So again, continuing here in chapter two, the writer says, God grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. And so I love how this passage describes what happens when we walk with wisdom. It says that God will give us common sense, and we need more of that, right? In fact, it'll actually be a shield, he says, for us. Most of us, I think, uh, have found this to be true when we make wise choices, right? And then we probably understand clearly when we missed it, and our choices haven't been the best. I, I hope this gives you a better picture of what old wisdom is all about, you know, thinking about a new year with old wisdom, and why it matters today. Uh, because, you see, wisdom, is, 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 as we defined it, is seeing life clearly through the lens of Scripture. It's seeing God clearly, and it's seeing ourselves clearly. It's seeing the world around us clearly as we look through the lens of what God has written in his word. And yet the challenge for us today as we begin this new year is to be people who live wisely. So I want to give you one big question that will help set the tone for this year. And I, I, I know the reality is that you'll make a million different choices, right, uh, this year. And some of those decisions, some of those decisions may seem like no big deal. They could be way bigger than you realize. Others may seem like a huge deal now. However, the grand scheme of things, they may actually be pretty minor. Either way, as you go through life this year, making choices, big or small, I want to give you just a simple process, if you will, those choices you're going to make in the days ahead in this new year through some old wisdom. So here's the big question that I want you to ask as you're making decisions in the days ahead. Is this the wise thing to do? Not is it the easy thing, not is it the popular thing, not even is it the convenient thing. Rather, is this the wise thing for us to do, for you to do? So do me a favor and turn to the person next to you and ask him this question. Is it the wise thing to do? So imagine what would happen if we asked this question every time we made choices this year. When it comes to the million different choices that we're going to make this year, if you ask this question, this question can help maybe keep you from having some difficulties. Is this the wise, is this the wise thing to do? Is if the question is, should I send this text or should I post this picture even? Or should I click this link even? Is this the wise thing to do? The choices are in front of us. And yet if we stop and pause and ask, is this the wise thing to do? It can really help us better focus on what God wants for us. How do you know if it's wise? Remember the definition we gave a little bit earlier? It's, it's seeing life clearly through the lens of God's word. This means we should filter our daily choices through the lens of God's word. And so this is, again, an encouragement for you to lean into a regular Bible time uh, using the YouVersion Bible app. I mean, it's been amazing uh, the impact that YouVersion has had 
in this past year. Uh, this amazing application that has connected us and has also has connected so many of God's people around the world. We become amazed at how much God's Word speaks to us about life today. The old wisdom of God's Word talks about things like relationships, about times, about words, about money, and even about authority. And it has implications on how we should use even technology. The Bible also talks about work and rest and joy and sorrow and trials and temptations. So the challenge this year is to apply the old wisdom of God's word to our lives today as we move into 2021. Whenever you're making decisions, ask the big question, is it the wise thing to do? As we begin to apply this filter to every area of our life, then you're going to be able to see, and we will see together, I think, life more clearly through what scripture would encourage us to be and do. And I wanted to give you three simple things here to challenge you to begin pursuing this old wisdom this year. So the first is to pursue wisdom in your relationships. The writer of Proverbs 13.20 says, Whoever walks with wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So whether it's friendships or for our teens, their dating relationships, uh, we need to be cautious with who we surround ourselves with. Those people who you allow into your closest circle, they have enormous influence over who we are. And as we think about it, as we've been socially distant, uh, just this difficulty of, of being the church in our community, you know, it's, it's hard to hang out with people, right? So if you, if you choose to hang out with foolish people, just know that the harm is, going to, is coming your way at some point, right? Many of us have seen this principle play out already in our lives. And it's based on this old wisdom from God's word. I want to challenge each of us this year to pursue wisdom in all of our relationships, in our friendships, uh, in our relationship with our family, and for their students in their dating relationship, and even in their relationship with teachers. Not only is, do we need to pursue wisdom in our relationships, we need to pursue wisdom with our time, how we spend our time. The writer of Ephesians, Paul says, chapter 5, verse 15, Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You see, we're going to have lots of opportunities and options this year. And some of them are going to be really good. And others will be less than what is God's best for us. The reality is that you probably can't do everything and do it all well. So to learn to be wise with your time, make the most of each day and the time you have in each day and then each week, and then even each month. We know that for all of us, life is precious and life is short. And so we want to make sure that every moment that we have, that we realize that we're to pursue wisdom with how we spend time. And then not only is it relationships and time, but also uh, pure wisdom with how we use our words. The writer of Proverbs says in chapter 18, verses 20 through 21, wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. Tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. You see, your words matter more than you realize, and they have the power to bring life or death. So choose your words carefully this year. Sometimes you just need to hold your tongue and say nothing. I mean, our friend Dallas Willard that I've mentioned before talks about practicing the art of not having the last word and what that means and how that can impact our relationships. So I want you to be wise with your words as you speak to each other, students as you speak to your parents and teachers, and all of us as we speak to our friends, and that we need to be wise with our words in what you post for the whole world to see, uh, as those of us that are on social media, to remember that the words carry a weight. 
as we wrap up today, I want to challenge you to ask you this question. Is this the wise thing to do? Is this the right thing to do with your relationships, with your time, and with your words? To be honest, is this the wise thing to do in every area of your life? I want you to consider your choices through the lens of what God's Word has to say. Now, in order to do that, you need to spend time in God's Word. So again, I would encourage you to find a Bible plan and lean into it. There's a link right here in the chat about where you can begin. I think if we would stop and do that, I think we could only begin to imagine what could happen when we approach life uh, with this kind of focused way, that we are gonna see things in better clarity and in better focus. Uh, again, as the writer of Proverbs 2 says, that God is gonna do what? He's gonna guard us and protect us. And so as we pursue this old wisdom from God's word, I really believe that this year could be the best one yet. We've learned so much from what uh, COVID has brought to us in ways that we weren't even expecting. and so. How will we respond to that? I guess that's the task in, in the days ahead. And so with that, would you join me as we pray? Father, we're grateful for the challenge of this, of walking with your word, knowing that your word will not return void. And so as we think about, uh, is it the wise thing? Jesus, would you reveal to us those things that we need to spend more time focusing on? And, and Holy Spirit, would you help us understand the things we need to let go? But all these things, would you seal us for the purpose of growing us up in you? And we just pray in your strong name, Jesus. Amen.